0: Live from the BOD studio, it is Playing and Slaying, episode number 68. We're getting old. Very old. But as we get old, we taste better. So let's talk about what we're going to cover tonight. Speaking of taste, we had a a very fancy outing that we all went on. Uh, The 2023 playing and slaying board game weekender in lovely Oshkosh, Wisconsin. The weekend of uh, <laughs> sturgeon, uh, sturgeon spear fishing uh, on the lake. Um, we're also going to do a little bit of a reveal for our Charity Army uh, project. Um, and then we're going to do a, a little bit of a adepticon teaser trailer. We're not going to cover it too much because we are about a week out. Wanted to record so that all of you fine, wonderful people had something to listen to on your drives uh, to Chicago for Adepticon 2023, and um, you know we'll have some fun. We'll do the usual banter and whatnot, but we are down a man, so we will uh, we will press on because we love you all and we want you to hear fun and enjoyable things. When you are playing and slaying, it is important to stay hydrated. Let's talk a little bit about what we are drinking. Troy, I'm going to start with you. Uh, hopefully, it's not water.
1: Uh, it there's I do have Liquid Death, but that's, I also oh, that's have... That's water.
0: Oh, uh, that's not water.
1: No, uh, I have Fat Tire, Amber Ale, New Belgium Brewing. It actually... We bought this uh, a little little foreshadowing we bought this in oshkosh it's been in my fridge since the weekender um, that nice. we didn't finish up so yeah you know, maybe we'll add that to the story of our one the one time we stepped out of the house in the, the 48 <laughs> hours that we were we were there so oh, we were busy we were busy uh, <laughs> joshua
0: what are you drinking tonight sir
2: i have a little tip of the cap to will conway a black cherry zevia <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, baby. It is really good. The black cherry is very yeah. good.
0: Uh hopefully we get to tell Will all about that here in a few a few short days. <laughs> so I'm uh I'm doing an experiment on how old of a barrel aged can of beer can you drink and still be okay uh with a twenty twenty one Mystic Knot from Third Space. It's their limited release. They do every year right around St. Patrick's Day. Um, it's a bourbon barrel aged Irish cream stout or Irish stout. Um, it tastes a little bit boozier than I remember it being, but that, I don't know. But it, uh, it still has, its, it's very full of flavor and it's very good. Um, but it does taste a little more, a little more boozy than I, re- I recall, because I missed the uh, the pre-order for the this year's, and luckily found this one in the back of the, the fridge, so I was still able right around St. Patrick's Day to have a Mystic Knot and set a calendar reminder for next year so I don't miss it.
1: For more shows like this, check
0: out the Goonhammer Media Network. More info at media.goonhammer.com all right so let's get into the banter here we go what have we been playing we're obviously going to talk a little bit about what we played at the weekender um but we will probably save some of that for our next episode uh for reasons to be revealed later so i'm going to leave out what we played at the weekender for now and just talk about some of the gaming uh that we've been doing since then um so i'll get started we um nicole my wife and i and and landon went over to paul and jen's uh the dks and had a family uh game night a couple weeks ago where we all played um with their children and and our kid we played uh zombie side dead or alive so the old west zombie side we did the uh the first scenario uh, with the wagon and the gatling gun and then the second scenario is like a zombie train uh mission which is where you're on the zombie train or you're trying to get the zombies off the train that's pulled in the town. Um narrowly narrowly lost the first one. We had one zombie on the train as it pulled out of town that we just couldn't finish off. And then narrowly narrowly won the second mission and realized the key to this game not being too hard is having six heroes. Like mm-hmm. it is clear that every mission is tuned for having six heroes. Um, and if you try to play with like three or four, you're foolish and you're going to die. <laughs> nice. Um, and then we've kept the, uh, the saga of the Frosthaven five going we played a couple uh, game nights of Frosthaven with John and both of you guys over at Josh's house where we can leave it set up on the mm-hmm. gaming table, which has been uh, pretty helpful one of these nights, we'll get through two scenarios instead of just one. Um, but we've done that a couple times. And Frosthaven is one that we played uh, quite a bit at the Weekender. So we want to talk. We kind of, I think, want to do a full review. So I'm not going to talk too much about it here because um, I, I think that warrants kind of a, a larger discussion with the, the full group.
1: Yeah. yeah. And although I think we do, we should talk about this trick of I think having it—it it has its own dedicated table in at Josh's now—is probably a really, <laughs> a really good thing that's going to keep us playing it right more often. So, um, I, I guess we're going to recommend that as a tip for anybody that uh, that has it, their frost
2: haven out there. Yeah, I we don't have to set it all back up and everything's right there. And it's great. Well, the,
0: the setup between setup and like cleanup, you're talking about an extra hour to your night, like between right. putting it down and open and everything and getting it all squared away and then putting it all away in the right spot at the end of the night. If you can't just leave it out is a, a chore. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you guys? Have you been doing any, any gaming outside of our Frosthaven nights?
2: Um, I played Sushi Go with the kids. Um, that's a fun one. Like, you know, it's pretty, uh, pretty fun and easy to pick up. And yeah, they they had fun. Uh, it was the older two because the the little one's not quite there yet. She doesn't quite get it. But um, yeah, the older two were able to pick it up pretty quick. So that's good.
0: Going for that nigiri and the chopsticks to be able to pick an extra card and. Yep. collect the wasabi.
2: Yep, a lot of fun.
0: Troy, how about you? I see a game title I don't recognize.
1: So, yeah, the only game I've been getting out has been uh, a game that was recommended to me by Mike Halsey, old friend of the show and a, a co-worker of mine um, out there. And he recommended, he in random, we were kind of chatting because he's actually not local anymore. He's been working... Kind of remotely, uh, but we were chatting and he said, "Oh, you got to play this game called Outnumbered, uh, Improbable Heroes." He, th- he said, "Oh, I think you and your and Sarah, your daughter, will like it." And it is, and I got it, and we've tried it out. And one is it's uh, um, a underhanded way of me getting Sarah to practice more math. Um, but I actually i i have i've fun, and we've played a couple times, and I think she's enjoying it, which is good, right? That's kind of that. You're. I was hoping to get this kind of magic thing right like oh she doesn't you know you don't realize that you're doing math right you're getting having to practice some math or that but so it's basically a tower defense game in that you have kind of each it's card based tower defense you want to think aboard the villains which are cards and they all have guess what they have numbers on them (laughs) on the top about five of them and then you're here you basically have a hero and each hero has and then heroes and the basic mechanics are there's three dice you roll three six sided. You can either add, subtract, or square the square or multiply the numbers, any of the numbers together, and to generate another set of numbers, and then you can, and that helps you remove the cards off, right? And then the cards just kind of come marching down. There's about five or six rows, and then basically your secret base or whatever they're attacking is at the bottom, and you don't. Then there's like some barricades, so you can like they can get through once, but if somebody if they make it twice down a, a, a column, then you lose. Um, and so that that's really about it. Um, but it's kind of fun. you know it's kind of like if a pu- each turn is a puzzle, I rolled three dice and then I have a set of numbers on the board and the, you know and anywhere from simple, they can be a one or a two. And then you can actually in the deck you can add like levels of difficulty. you can add some like weird prime numbers like 47, 110, 125, right? You can that'll be are a little tougher villains that you can to try and, and wipe out. Um, and so hopefully in your head, you can think, well, how do I generate, how do I get that off a of three, no, three, one to six. Right. Um, so it, again, it just makes the, uh, you kind of think about it. So I enjoy it too. Cause I you, put, I, you know, we mix in some of the tougher, bigger numbers and that, but even then there's strategy like, Hey, should we, should we take out these two guys in this row or next turn? Do we take out that? And, and there's some special spaces on the board that give you some extra bonus number bonus powers. So you can, like hey take you can get rid of an extra guy that's divisible by 3 or um and then each of your heroes there's about i think 6 different heroes you can choose from and each of them has a kind of a special power too so like one hero is like you can add one or add one or minus 1 to a number uh that's another one says oh you can flip over one of the dice to the opposite face uh, to that so it gives you more more kind of combinations to figure out some of that so again pretty simple but Again, I, I I'm enjoying it. I can play it with, with Sarah and she's having to do some math practice along the way. So so that's outnumbered. I gotta thank Mike for it. Yeah, it was a good a really good suggestion. Um to so
0: nice. Ne- next up for math practice that's hidden within a game. You can bust out second edition Dungeons and Dragons and try to figure <laughs> out Thacko. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. So um Obviously, the Weekender, we played a lot of other games. We'll talk about that in a, a future uh, episode. Let's move into hobby. We're kind of in the pre-Adepticon scramble, some of us. Uh, others are just continuing the paint, paint stuff because it's fun. But I, I'd say the hobby flame has kind of been reignited since the Weekender, uh, even leading up to that and, and going forward. So, uh, Troy, what um, what's going on? I, I think I see some uh terrain for space elk behind you has it been all space elk all the time
1: yeah i don't know if i can get it. i should just do a, a drive around there we go so there's the 12 by 6 table behind me for people that are on youtube that can see that's been working on um so i did i actually i know i had talked about a lot like one of my goals was to actually do some 3d modeling or into and then make a 3d model and then print it out um, I kind of accomplished that. There was I used this as an, uh, a reason to do that. So I kind of learned some more simple... I, I tried out with harder 3D modeling programs and realized I didn't need to, and I found some simpler ones that worked better. But basically, I redid all the... like We have a second level of Space Hulk, and we have little stands. And so I'm like, I really wanted to do something a little bit cooler for those. So um, I took an existing kind of model that I had found, took the STL, modified it to... To fit the size, we needed to work with the the pieces, um, and then had the 3D printers running kind of nonstop for about a week or so, and <laughs> generated. Uh, and then I think I had some pictures out. I don't know how many I did. There's probably about forty or fifty different models that we made. and I just quickly painted those up, and they're they're on here, back here, over there. So that's our kind of uh, just upgrade a little bit on the the map this year. We didn't do a whole lot different than what we did, but but that was it. So. Um, So that was 3D modeling. And then just I've had a few, you know, painted up, I think, a Blood Angels Lieutenant uh, model, um, Terminator model. And then I painted up three kind of mini boss heroes that are some big Tyranid guys. So there's like a, a Lictor, Death Leaper, and then two Raveners that were actually like from Ty's basement, probably about, I don't know, they might be older than... A lot of our kids um (laughs) most certainly are yeah so uh but they they came out good yeah i didn't even reprime them david so who knows when that primer went on them but um we did that so so that's been yeah i think i'm at the end um now i just have a lot now it's the, the logic puzzle of figuring out how we're gonna like pack everything up and get everything and then remember and leave all our instructions and stuff i gotta print out some paper and instructions and rules and things like that but i don't know if that that's not quite hobby but uh, i think most of the hobby stuff's done i think event prep is
0: is hobby if acquisition is hobby event prep mm-hmm. is is hobby
2: for sure for sure
0: all right speaking of acquisition troy any any purchases or are you saving that for adapticon
1: what are i i'll i'll hit on some other stuff i did get um and maybe maybe i'll say it for another time i did get a something off the hasbro site a dnd game and i haven't really looked at it it just kind of again it was a total impulse buy they had like an a dnd escape room game if you've seen that i think it's on hasbro pulse okay Um, so i just like oh let's kind of do it so i pulled the trigger on that it it happened to come you always says it came pretty quick, so I but I haven't had time to even look at it. So maybe in the future we'll break that out. It's kind of it looked interesting. Nice. If, you, if you can just say, hey, it's like three different supposedly it's like three ninety minute escape rooms, D and D based, where so you have it's like some still
0: going to be more fun than True Dungeon.
1: <laughs> we will see. We'll see. It could be. <laughs> it's just rude oh. it was just rude
2: <laughs>
0: you know they say comics you shouldn't punch down i feel like at this point i'm just punching down <laughs> with the true dungeon experience
2: Ouch! Oh.
0: and speaking of punching down josh what kind of hobby have you been doing
2: <laughs> so yeah after the weekender the uh the hobby bug uh for mcp was kind of flowing so uh, I built and primed uh, Black Widow and Toad and started painting uh, Magneto. And I finished up Iron Man. So I'm, i he's officially done, done, done. So
0: I'm, what cool hobby technique did you experiment with? And... Yeah,
2: so I hadn't really done uh, OSL. Um, so object source lighting. Um, I, I mean, the Iron Man's, uh, you know, the... Um, the reactor the glow right it, it, you almost kind of need it um so I, I was like okay let's let's play with it let's let's try something and it didn't quite work out and then i i went into the discord and was kind of ping info or like kind of threw it out there to the group and everybody had some good suggestions and um so yeah i came back and now it looks a lot better and i'm i'm actually really happy with the way it looks now so um yeah, he turned out he turned out pretty cool. I'm I'm happy with him. So
0: nice. Any 3D prints going?
2: Um, yeah, a little bit here and there. Um, I had to pause any kind of fun 3D printing. Um, actually, here's I, I printed a, a, a horse for my daughter. <laughs> um, <laughs> she, she needed a, a little hobby horse for school, um, and <laughs> She was like, "Hey, could you find something that you could print?" And I'm like, "Yeah, we could we could figure it out." So the the print didn't quite work because there were some layers that weren't connected, like somebody put it out there and never tested it, right? So I had to like mess around with putting extra supports in and and yeah, we finally got it. Like I printed it like 4 or 5 times before it actually like printed successfully. Yeah. So, yeah, that was it was a little derailed this week with uh, printing fun stuff instead of, you know, printing this weird horse.
0: Now so. you're all set, though, for the My Little Pony uh,
1: miniatures game.
2: Yeah, for sure. We got we got the horse. So we're good to go.
1: That so that and not I don't know if you're being serious or not, Ty, but My Little Pony RPG license has moved over to Renegade. It used to be with uh, was it River? Whatever the one is. uh Used to be where I can't think of what the name is, the River One, but now, yeah, Renegade just picked it up and they're re releasing it. So if you want to jump in, let's, time, let's
0: go. Let's go. <laughs> I can't wait. Twilight Sparkle. Still rather play that than do True Dungeon.
2: <laughs> Harsh, man. I didn't know this was going to be a hate <laughs> on True dungeon episode.
0: <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I didn't either, but sometimes, you know, an opportunity, opportunities present themselves, yeah. you know? Yeah. You gotta carp the DM, right?
2: Yeah, all the DMs.
0: <laughs> so I have been doing a lot of painting in the last several weeks. I started by painting seventy-five or so zombies for the Weekender for uh, Zombie Side, Undead or Alive. Um, so I kind of did like a zenithal, uh you know, sprayed black, and then I I didn't use the airbrush. The zenithal. I dry brushed up uh, the grays and. Mm. Did a model wash did far more than i probably should have for board game miniatures to prepare them for painting um and then painted them using pretty much all contrast some scale instant paints um, and then some technical uh, blood effects blood for the blood god from gw uh, but kind of did those zombies uh, nice dirty old west zombies um, and i did some historical research to see what cavalry, uh, soldiers wore what colors. And I learned they had yellow scarves in the like 1870s. So give the union blue, some of the runners with the yellow scarf, which, um, hopefully the historical miniature guys out there don't fact check me because maybe my Wikipedia search was was wrong, but, um, Uh and then Bryce painted up for the, uh, for the heroes and the abomination. So he could play fully painted uh, at the Weekender. Um, and then I did a little bit of Crisis Protocol here and there. I started working on like Magneto's terrain. Uh, and I assembled and primed uh, Zenithal Prime Toad. Worked on Magneto a little bit. Um, assembled Rocket. I found him and like, he basically fell out of a box as I was like pulling cards. So I put him together. Um, and then I've been working on a uh, 1,000 points of Slaves to Darkness stuff for the team tournament, trying to paint 1,000 points in roughly 10 days because, you know, nothing like a deadline and procrastination to uh, put out good quality product. Uh, so coined the phrase sloppy choppy. Uh, so as was Prime mm-hmm. Primed and had every intention of contrast only, but then decided because mm-hmm. I'm an idiot, to not do all contrast so i started doing like highlights and blending and kind of a contrast base and some parts of the model and then worked up from there so sloppy choppy
1: yep and we maybe that's our whole maybe we get bryce on and but I, i'd love to dive into the sloppy choppy and I, I don't know maybe and you i just have this thing around i know how slap chop kind of like was very viral but I was always kind of like, really? I feel like we've been doing this. Like, yeah, right. Like I don't I don't know why people also thought it was the new newest thing since sliced bread, right? And and whatever. So I was kind of laughing. I think, yeah, I think sloppy choppy, let's take it back, kind of own it back. Because I <laughs> again I don't think I think we <laughs> I I think we've been doing those techniques in some way. And I I, I totally agree with the like I, I still find that I'm like I'll do a contrast as a base, but you're always like, ah. I want a little bit like I'll still pull a washout or I'll still do a dry brush highlight, right? Like there's still like a little like that mix of things that together, and uh, maybe that's what we'll let's we'll figure out what the maybe we don't need to, maybe we don't need a definition for sloppy choppy, but um, maybe we can give it a give it a, an area of how, what, what that really is. But
0: yeah, I'm uh, I'm an idiot though. Like I've I've been going nuts with working up highlights on like the jade weapons yeah. and like. Doing with not only the snake bite leather but then dry brushing and painting some wear and tear on leather and like the armor i'm doing like the base red and then i blend it up like highlights and some part like i'm just i'm i'm taking way too long to paint 10
1: models that i thought i could have done in 10 days um but it's fun that's because you get sucked in i'm the same way with i again as i've been doing all procrastinating all getting all this space hog stuff done I will find a niche of something that I really kind of like, Oh, I could explore this. Um, like it's been like, some of it has been uh, just like AI artwork. Like, Oh, I really want kind of a, an interesting picture. Let me spend half a day playing around with AI artwork generation <laughs> to find the pic to generate the picture that I like and going down a rabbit hole and things like that. So. I can definitely feel you, Ty. Like, it's just like you, that's, that's how we do this. Cause it, Yeah. we, we like to do these little things. And uh, even though we should be just doing the job in front of us, it's a hobby. And so it yeah. needs to stay fun. So <laughs> uh,
0: absolutely. And, and like, you know, a varengard model that took me, you know, four hours to paint. That's not bad. Like, right. Um, would I have preferred to do it in like an hour? Absolutely. But, there's so much trim on those Guard, mm, It's yeah. insane. Yep. Nope. But yeah. And then uh, unboxing and prepping Frosthaven was some <laughs> hobby time. That was about a four <laughs> hour <laughs> uh, evening of giving that ready so i threw that in
1: my my hobby progress mm-hmm. as well
2: it counts it counts
1: it does i think yeah that is an un i don't know is it in what do you call it like it's un under recognized as a as effort and hobby whatever it is the whole prep of board games like right
0: unboxing unboxing the rules getting things set up like organized so you you know where stuff's at and
2: figuring out the storage if you need yeah. like extra bits or bins or whatever yeah
1: you know and i'm a big like all especially well even i did outnumbered because i know who's going to be playing it i sleeved all the cards right i found <laughs> found some card sleeves i had good that so, yeah i think that that's, it's underappreciated as the amount of work that we put into kind of getting our games ready to play which is kind of people would actually probably think that's crazy but um, yeah it's part of the hobby.
0: Yeah. Yeah, if we weren't a family show, I'd have some comments or people thinking that. But <laughs> <clears throat>
2: we're, a fam- we're a family show.
0: We're a family show. Um, I'm actually gonna skip past what, what I, I have here in the show show notes and mm. revisit that. But um let's talk crowdfunding. I am I'm excited. I'm gonna start. day one, I backed the Kickstarter project uh, this week. Mm. Um I'd been tracking it for when it went live for a little bit and it went live and I backed it and I was very excited. Free League Publishing um, that does Mutant Year Zero, uh, Forbidden Lands, Alien RPG, amongst others, Vasen, Morkborg. I mean, just they keep releasing like really good products. Uh, Got the license to The Walking Dead the television show. So it's not the comics, but it's the TV show license is how I understand it. And they're releasing a walking dead role-playing game, kind of using their D six system with, uh, you know, like base building mechanics and kind of character archetypes. And uh, in the starter set, they're giving you like the map of Atlanta and um, it, it, it looks like a pretty cool role-playing game. And what else is really cool, I don't know, I'd have to double-check the release date, but it's pretty much done, and it sounds like they did the Kickstarter more as a, like, let's get it printed, but yep. the development and a lot of the art and the yep. writing is all kind of done. So in a few weeks after the Kickstarter closes, they're going to be sending out PDFs as kind of, like, beta testing to all of the backers. So, like, it'll be kind of they'll go through that then they'll probably go to print and, and publish at I'd imagine at some point towards maybe the end of this year yep. fall I don't know but not a very long lead time which is really exciting yep um, and I think it'll fit that niche of zombie games when I'm not feeling like the crunchy simulation complexity yep. of uh, Outbreak Break Undead <laughs> but able to do like a few shorter low prep games um and I, I think the rule set looks like oh the one ring. So they have like the Tolkien mm-hmm. IP. Uh and it looks like it follows a similar kind of mutant year zero forbidden lands D6 based system. So should be pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it looked again, Free League has just been knocking out of the park. Um and I, and they are also right. They are the whatever big sponsor for Game Hole Con, I think, right this year too. So they had a pretty big presence so, yeah. there last year, and I think I yeah. saw that they're like the big sponsor, one of the very big sponsors there. So, yeah, like I have a million, or whatever, I have a whole shelf full of the Alien RPG stuff that we haven't really played, but it's fun. To, again, it's fun to read because they've done a great job on that. So
0: Well, so in Hobby Banter, I think right before you hopped on, Troy, Raff, and I were chatting about Between the Sheets. Mm-hmm. And because he said, you know, you don't have to buy all these. He could probably find a way to get review copies of these games. Cause he was talking about getting review copies, and I was like, "Actually, I've been trying to pitch this show to Troy for a while now, uh, where we do like how to play a game, how to create a character called Between the Sheets." Did we just and announce
1: it? Like, did you just announce it? Is that what you
0: just it? <laughs> we now are and committed. Raf, and Raph is like, "Well, I don't know that I've got, uh, you know, I, I definitely don't have time for a podcast, but that would be something I totally want to do. And I think Josh was pitching like then you could do like a one shot actual play mm-hmm. or something."
1: Yep. Yep. I think we just announced it. So look coming in <laughs> later in 2023. Basement of Death will, presents Between the Sheets. Between the Sheets. We will we will have at least a pilot episode.
2: It's such a good name. It's such a good name. It has and, to happen.
1: And I, I'll just tell everybody I already trademarked it. That way they don't try and do it.
0: So. <laughs> All right. What else have you been kickstarting?
1: So Looks I am like trying to think if I, I don't know, you know what? So I don't even remember in my procurement, um, addiction kind of thing, but I was excited and I want, actually I wanted to see where your temperament was at or level around the, um, successor to Scythe by Stonemeyer games. That was announced. Uh, expeditions is up for pre-order out there. Um, and, uh, I don't know. I know, that, again, we all liked Scythe for a while. I don't know. We haven't, mm-hmm. It hasn't gotten to the table. It's still a pretty good game in a while. But uh, it was interesting to see that they're going after that. And again, I didn't do a huge deep dive. And I'm sure you can go to many, many places on the Internet and see probably <laughs> a preview play. And I think they, even Stonemaier has, a, like, they have some play descriptions out there. But uh, looked interesting. I mean, in some ways, it's cool how they kind of built out that world, right? It's set in that same world as Scythe. Um, I believe slightly different different mechanics um, around that. But that should be coming this year. Again, something that, again, Stonemeyer does a good job of, you know, basically having the game in pretty much in good shape before they announce any kind of pre-order or anything else like that. So you're not waiting um, for it. So I think this went in pre-order in February and they're saying hopefully it'll be out by a Gen Con type release or very close. So yeah. Yeah, and I, I think what's interesting
0: about this one, if I remember, and I'm, I'm pulling mm-hmm. up the site, is um, kind of you have that tile map. It's like exploration, but you're exploring mm-hmm. for cards, and then you're mm-hmm. building. It's almost like a deck builder um, with like tile-based exploration. So, yeah. yeah, interesting concept. I don't know if I'll buy it right away. I, I will likely with this mm-hmm. one wait and just see um what reviews are like um because i don't always like deck builders but it's not a deck but like it's weird i think it yeah. uses that engine um i gotta be honest when i first read kind of about it i'm like are they just trying to like rip off lost ruins of arnak hmm. um <laughs> but um it's clearly different and set in the scythe world but i mean a lot of common elements, I think, to that style of game. Yep. So yeah, it could be interesting. I'll let I'll let some of the other maybe maybe Stonemaier will send us a review copy.
2: There you go. It's on you, Stonemaier.
0: <laughs> we'll see. We'll wait. We'll let everybody know. We'll uh, just goes. as an aside to our listeners, we don't get review copies. We're not big enough. No, we're not
2: that cool. <laughs> nobody
0: knows. Nobody knows that we're actually uh, doing a, a podcast
1: about games,
2: <laughs> except for you, the listener, you're the best. We love you.
1: So, so you know that our reviews are um, not in any way impacted by any kind of material we might receive or any promotional stuff because we don't get any. So,
2: but they are impacted by stuff we don't receive. Yeah, <laughs> 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 right. See previous <laughs> episodes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and speaking that's a good segue uh i have some uh as, it's kind of funny after whatever probably almost 10 years of doing kickstarters or whatever um there's been a few actually on any other kickstarters that have completely failed um we're always like non-game kind of stuff or a couple weird things that i i backed over the years but in in kind of it's interesting, I think it's kind of the economy and everything else is finally completely well, and we'll even even there, I'll put a little caveat on this as I tell the story. So Holy Grail Games, uh back in 2019, I think something like that, 2020 time. They released they did they have a game called Rally Man, which is a racing, a racing game, um, dice-based mechanic where you basically have um you roll dice into what gear you have and you have to kind of arrange the dice to move. It's kind of an interesting, it's a little, it's unique in, in how it does it a lot of fun around that we played that they released rally man or they kickstarted rally man dirt, which is again, very similar mechanics, but it's kind of rally cars being in, um, in kind of a off-road course kind of different courses and slightly different rules and some of that, um, so that was whatever, three plus years ago. And and every, every update was some tale of woe around how something was delayed or whatever. The game finally got made, got shipped. Uh, what's funny is it got, it's basically sitting in warehouses in Europe and in Canada uh, for there. But holy grail, again, in there lack of whatever we'll say management maybe (laughs) basically does not have enough cash to pay the distributors to actually get it out of their warehouse and so declared bankruptcy uh in kind of early early part of february um so it so all the the games are basically hostage um in the 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 distribution centers in there um so that so it's fine so that yeah we and, should call
2: uh, those distribution centers and see. Well, and that's
1: what, and again, that's my caveat. So I think what c- will probably happen, what we heard is that the bankruptcy, because well, basically, the once they went in the bankruptcy, right, everything's out of their hands. Now it's in mm-hmm. the judge's hand. What we heard is that they are the, the they are working a deal di- because the distributor doesn't want it sitting in there in their warehouse, right? I guess they could <laughs> literally they could probably push it off the dock into the into the garbage disposal for all they care, right? But. Um, But I think they can generate some, basically they can get their cash back by, I think what they're going to try and do is make it available to the backers to say, Hey, if you kick up whatever the the company owes us, we'll ship out your game to you, um, to that. So that's still in, I have not, all I've heard is that could happen. I have not, I, I did reach out to the this distribution center, what I heard is everyone reached out to distribution center and just, they got hammered and they kind of said, hold on, we'll figure it out and we'll get back to you around that. So I don't know. I could wait another year. <laughs> Who knows, right? How <laughs> where kind of where in Europe, where in Europe, I don't know where it is in I don't know where it is in. I want to say they are a French company. So I want to say it's not England. It's on the, you know, somewhere in Spain or France or something like that. And then in here, it's in, it's in Montreal, I believe is where the, North American right, ones so, are setting so
0: Alright so here's what we're gonna do D&D just re- Released the keys to the golden vault Which is 13 <laughs> heist Adventures We're gonna plan a plan and slain Board game distribution warehouse heist We're gonna get a wheelman. We're gonna get a safe cracker We're gonna get all the right people for the For the job and we're gonna go Liberate rally man from the Warehouse in Montreal
2: Can I be the fixer I don't know what they do, but it just sounds fun.
0: For legal reasons, my my attorney is telling me that we can't go on the heist. Oh, Josh.
2: Uh, okay. All right, fair enough.
0: Good thing we've got an attorney, right? Yep. You know, right in my ear. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, that's where that one so so then what I did basically. Now, what's funny is the game you can actually find the game in retail if you look hard enough because at the same time it went to the distrib, distrib, distributors it also went to certain re, a couple distributors also went to retailers um for that so so i actually um and whether it makes sense or not um i uh, hedged my bets and i actually bought a copy on <laughs> on in retail that i have um that i got this week so after three years i got it and i probably shouldn't i didn't even if i never would have kickstarted, i would be fine so uh there's a there's a cautionary tale there so we'll see if i ever get the real ones i can always just flip them around and sell them probably because maybe because now it's a now it's a game that'll never be printed again probably yeah. so it'll, maybe the price will go up um yeah around that the other one that's been again way back and i don't even know the dates on this one uh and i think Ty, you owned the game, but I think I think you might have flipped it, right? The original Robinson Crusoe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, by... Uh, well, who the I can't... I wanna, Z-Man I wanna...
0: did it originally. Did they also do that? And it's the
1: same design. No, um, this is uh, our friends at um, Awakened Realms. Oh,
0: yeah. You're never going to get that game.
1: <laughs> and then... But uh, what's his... Uh, who's the designer? Um, if I can... I don't want to Wasn't butcher that, it because uh, it's Ignacy Polish. Ign- yeah, and yeah, we- all I just say was Polish, right? That's the. Uh, um, so he finally, it was funny. He actually got on the interwebs and put out a uh, a video apologizing for how they've effed up that game too, um, because it's delayed yet again. Uh, and so who knows? It who knows if it's going to get out this year? And I don't even know. Like maybe do they have a date on here? Maybe they're just hiding those because they don't want me to to know when they actually uh when they actually uh did it or started that project. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah, they're doing game this and this is game this isn't uh Kickstarter, this is game found. Um, which is kind of that's where Awakened Realms tends to do most of their stuff, but yeah, I can't find a good date, but I feel like I've been waiting for this one for three plus years too, or something else like that. So and you know, funny, at this point I may just get it and flip it, but who knows, right? You're like you're that and then my last tale of woe. Sorry, this is all a Kickstarter, is that again, as we were at again at the weekender and we went to what's the game store? I want to get the name wrong. Adventure. Adventure games. Adventure games in Oshkosh. And there is IAS Vanguard sitting right there on the shelf. Another game that I kickstarted. And then they, <laughs> they, I want to say they, they maybe misled people. Cause they were like, Hey, do you want to get, you want to pay for dual shipping and get your shipping in two waves? Cause it, like where you get like the original, we'll send you the original, the box that goes to retail that's sitting on all your retailer shelves right now. Um, when that comes out or do you want to bundle your shipping that way it doesn't cost you an ex- literally the, it was like almost a hundred dollars, I think to like do the, you know, to do two waves of shipping. Like the difference was like 80 or 90 bucks, which and you're like, Oh, well, and then, and they don't kind of, and they're like, well, it kind of makes sense. So like, yeah, when you get all the, the extra Kickstarter stuff, just send it all together. Right. And whether it's going to take, well, now they're like, it's probably, it could be another year before you actually get the game shipped to you with the rest of the stuff because the other stuff's delayed. And you're like, if I wouldn't, right. And it's like, if you'd known it would have been a year, well, maybe then you would have like, all right, I'll pay the extra 50, 60 bucks to get the thing to that. So you're like, or at this point, I'm like, maybe I'll just buy the retail game, play it for a year. When the Kickstarter comes, I'll sell it. I don't (laughs) know. (laughs) <laughs> like yeah like, <laughs> it's
0: it's always like that's a real bummer when yeah and that used to be something that i would experience a couple times with Simon kickstarters because mm-hmm. then they'd bring it to gen con and have yep. it at retail like that's always just such a feel bad when you see something at retail that you're still waiting on fulfillment like
1: yeah and but I and even the C I wouldn't I don't feel bad if it's a month. Like it's August, they wanted to get out there. Yeah, Mine comes in, in September. October. If yeah. I would have bought it, if I would have bought it at Gen Con, I wouldn't have played it until then anyway. But, sure, sure. And that's what you're thinking. And I think that's where we we're all kind of leading here, like, but oh yeah, all right. But a year is a <laughs> yeah. completely right. That's a different story. So, all right. Again, next heist. Like here, so. Next yep. heist.
0: <laughs> we're gonna make we're gonna make a board game that's about board game heists, like going to the distribution centers to liberate lost Kickstarters and shipping containers that have been stuck on boats and canals that turn sideways. And like, we're going to, this is going to be a thing.
2: Again, yep. can I be the fixer?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yes.
2: I don't know what it does, but.
1: So that's good. So I, sorry, I have all, all I had was tales of woe on wow. Kickstarter stuff. And usually I'm pretty, things go pretty well. I'll, I need to find one that went well, and then I'll we'll talk about that because don't want to be all negative. But these are just kind of funny because these have been hanging out for well, it's it's like for so long, like they've well, like Bryce is <laughs> Lot... still
0: waiting on Marvel Zombies because they had the two different options for fulfillment. Yep.
1: Oh yeah, he got stuck in that one. See, I did I that, that one. I did the. Yeah, two, he's I did waiting the two on the
0: add-ons. Yeah, um, and then Awaken Realms. I think he got one of the games. After years of waiting, but the other one still is nowhere to be seen.
1: Yeah, and I and because I have Marvel Zombies sitting over there, yeah. and again, that one came. But I think Simon was actually fairly like upfront about, hey, here's the di- you here you you will see a difference in your your shipping times, and that's what you're paying for, right? Is where, yeah. when you want it. So,
0: all right, well, let's get out a Kickstarter. Yeah, and into yeah. some other cool stuff. Um, so I'm gonna start, uh, and then I'll let you go back. But mm-hmm. table war mats, I know you put this up there, but I, yep. right after uh, the weekender having fun playing some crisis protocol, bought a uh, one of their three by three kind of urban mats uh for that is specifically for like crisis protocol or skirmish style games and it's a back alley so it's like city blocks with a big the central like two by two is kind of like back alley space so you could put your buildings up along the outer edges and then have like a big alley in the middle to to play in and put your dumpsters and whatever else in so um looked pretty cool i'm excited to get that one and then they did a sale, and I I bought mine before the sale. I'm guessing <laughs> Troy, you bought yours
1: during the sale. I bought mine during the sale, and again, love Table War. I, I feel like I'm being negative tonight. I don't know why. I hate to be, love Table War. I always per, kind of prefer their mats and love to give them business. Love the stuff Todd does with charities, everything else like that. Um, but it's interesting to see. I think as more, you know, they were kind of the first ones and kind of into the market. If you remember, like way way back when, right? Um, and I think they, and they were always kind of doing a, um, I think a higher quality product than everybody else. And I, you can, you know, yeah. stuff. what was interesting is I bought, when I bought the sale, I also bought another mat that I previously owned, maybe for Space Hulk. You might, you guys might maybe know which one that yeah. is, but what was interesting is when you grabbed it, you're like, Hmm, this doesn't feel the same as, and, you know, and John was here and I'm like. John, feel it. And, and what's funny is that I was doing all the 3D printing. I actually had my micrometer, um, you know, measuring, because I was doing measuring to figure out what sizes I needed to make the 3D. Mount. And so they're we basically, thinning. they're about 20 to 25% thinner than they used to be when I compared the two the yeah. two mats. And even, and unfortunately one, again, this was one sitting there. You can tell because it's, it's, it's taken the one a little bit to, you know, it was rolled up for so long. Like normally yeah. you lay them out within a day, they'd be flat. This one, it's taken almost a week to kind of get some of the ripples and stuff out. No, she'll be fine and I get, it'll be fine. And I don't want to be anywhere on table where I think I think part of it is right from a price perspective, right? There's so many other people in the market. I think they had to probably kind of be competitive. I mean, how do you get your prices down? Cause um, I think they are they are very competitive with their prices now. Um but I think before they used to be a little bit of a premium on that and so yeah. forth. So, so just, it, it was interesting again, again, I don't want to <laughs> discourage anybody. I still think table Ward does some of the best stuff out there, but it's interesting to see how the market has changed um, over the last, whatever, five to, because some of the mats I hope I have probably are whatever five to six years old, at least. So.
2: If it matters to you, I have a couple of the same mats you have if you want to swap those out. Yep. So let me know.
1: Yeah. We're we're all good. All right. One thing I have is way too, again. That's the problem. These sales, like, how many mats <laughs> do I need? You get you guys have seen. I literally have a rack, right? I have a rack of mats. I could, I I'm almost as bad. Well, Brendan probably has more, but uh, I basically could run run. <laughs> I don't know how many table event I could run. I could probably do, run a, a dozen table event with uh, with all the mats I have.
0: Nice, and then. Um so I, th- I think i've talked about the podcast and probably the kickstarter for the role-playing game the old gods of appalachia it's like a story uh it's like a radio teleplay kind of podcast where they tell cthulhu in the 19 early 1900s 1910 1920 in appalachia so like coal mine and uh the hollers of kentucky so on and so forth they're doing a tour where they'll be doing kind of their narrative show at various theaters. Uh, and they're coming to Madison, Wisconsin in a couple weeks on April 8th. Um, and it's at the Barrymore theater, which I'm not sure if you guys are familiar, but the Barrymore is uh, kind of East side of Madison. It's an old, I think it was originally like a vaudeville theater. And then it became kind of like a movie theater. And now it's like, musical acts that come through and, and play, but it's this old kind of uh just in this almost neighborhood on the east side of town um theater. So it'll be pretty cool. So my wife and I are, are going down there uh for that show, bought tickets and like this they had um like a pre-sale section where it's like the upfront rows and then they released it to general admission and anything that didn't sell in the pre-sale for upfront. So like we're like third row, which will be pretty cool. Awesome. Um, so that's coming up uh pretty excited for that so i'm trying to catch up now i'd fallen a little behind so i'm trying to catch up on old gods um just in case that I, I think it's a unique story it's not obviously gonna follow sequentially with the podcast but Go and on. then um the last thing of note and will actually put this up in discord yeah. but i saw it elsewhere like imagine being the the person that buys a collector box uh, collector booster box and then plays this card not realizing <laughs> that it's a one of one uh, so magic is doing a Lord of the Rings uh, set here in the next I think couple months I think it's June and they teased the art for the one ring and it's actually a one of one uh, only going to produce one of them card that will be in a uh, collector uh, booster pack of some some variety so that card is probably going to be ridiculously expensive uh if the person that gets it realizes what they have and and there's a market for it um but pretty pretty cool um i'm almost shocked they are doing it as a true one of one like that's crazy yeah
1: that's yeah like what if it sits in the target in sturgeon bay for 10 years, like right. <laughs> yeah. If nobody
0: claims it. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. Or yeah. It, yeah. Like, yeah.
2: Or gets put in a bicycle spoke or something. You know, like yeah. Well, I can ah. just see
1: where it never gets bought,
2: right? Like it because magic has
1: such distribution, right? And it's like it's in whatever. I could just see where it's in some big box store or whatever, right? And and falls uh, off a truck. That's the... Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. But we'll see. It'll come up. That are the uh or the counterfeit one will show up soon that'll be the right, right. <laughs>
0: telling if it's a real the one ring if you put it in your deck you disappear right that's how mm-hmm. you know it's the real one
2: right yep
1: and
0: the wraith hunts you
1: cool and then can i go to this one i threw this yeah, one yeah. in here for you guys and ty, ty this is maybe for you yeah i don't know I, if you clicked yeah. on the link if you I clicked did. on the link So I, I, again, Mark, again, I was seeing, this is on my old, like hometown web newspaper. They were talking about this art project from at the uh, Door County Art Museum about some guy who basically made up an island in, uh, that's kind of West of Australia. But basically he, he did everything that like, he drew up a, a really cool map and he does he basically is an artist and he, so he does paintings of different locations these are all fictional locations. Okay, he basically made up this and i was just going does this guy know he just did like a world building like people do this all the time maybe like maybe ty you can get it but after him you can put your your world in an art gallery and uh and do a show with i need to stuff, paint so.
0: beaches evidently
1: Mm -hmm. And then you can charge people like you basically, you should be saying I can, yeah. And he charges people like thousands of dollars to get a painting of a fictional place. What's what's
0: ridiculous (laughs) though, is he, he named it new Island.
1: (laughs) Right. Like Like I, 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 I don't wanna I don't wanna diminish the guy. I'm sure he doesn't really think, but I'm like I, I do I a little bit about I, I wanna
0: diminish him.
1: <laughs> like people do this all the time and maybe they actually do it better. Like I don't I you know, although his map is pretty like his map skills yeah, are like, like yeah,
0: he's yeah. he's a talented artist, yeah, but like yeah, yeah you, you wonder why no one a told him, Hey man, you realize that like there's thousands of role playing game source books that do this regularly. Yep, and he's doing this. and and maybe that's why he's at a gallery in Sturgeon Bay, Wisconsin, and yep. not L.A. or New York or you know, no Paris. But
1: Sturgeon Bay's a hotbed. Literally, there's oh, yeah. two big game stores right like yeah. right downtown that which are literally walking distance from. Um, they're like if I know they are literally like a block and a half away from where the Dark County Art Gallery is. So i could basically take and go go over to gnome games there uh and uh carry over a few good source books to some from our friends at free league probably yeah and uh and uh and show them off so so <laughs> sorry a real tangent but i thought there was an interesting it was just <laughs> uh
2: really interesting it you know, was thing.
0: It, yeah it is it is pretty cool um
2: and for the listener, we'll put it in the show notes.
1: Yeah, so we'll definitely it put it in the show notes so you can check it out. And uh, and then Ty, I'm just—he's gonna start charging. Josh, he's gonna start charging us. Like, if we want a location in the game, he'd be like, "Well, that's gonna be a hundred dollars," and then I'll generate it for you, <laughs> and I'll send you the picture. Oh, AI it. generated. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll generate it, but then I'll, I'll, I'll frame it in. and I'll send make it, it to dungeon you. Dungeon alchemist. Oh yeah, there you and go. he'll there sign you. it though. He'll sign it yeah. for us, and then. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And or that we should get the light we should license New Island and do a role playing game and sell it as a source book.
0: I'll oh, do my man. I'll do my first uh Walking Dead
1: RPG set on New Island. New Island. Yep. <sighs> oh, and I didn't touch I didn't touch on you guys just saw it. Another I'm on the Hasbro site too much. I bought <laughs> an aliens pulse rifle. Cause they're just it's really, pretty, really cool. cool. Yeah. And then, yeah. And that'll be probably this summer. I'll probably be a, a painting project to make it look like a semi real aliens, a cell rifle. So. A awesome. semi real fictional yep. alien pulse. Yeah. So you're right. You're, I guess they are yeah. fictional, aren't they? Maybe. I don't know. It's real in the movie.
2: There it's we go. real, real fake, real. Yep
0: um i didn't put that man i feel like we're going forever this is a good banter this is what happens when you (laughs) don't record for six weeks um i was at the at games universe the other day buying some paint and i saw on their kind of new product shelf uh it's a hero quest uh what is it called like heroes collection i think the Mm -hmm. heroes collection i didn't know they were doing this but there was a, a rogue of something and you open it up and there's two miniatures there's some cards like new rules they're introducing different character types in the hero quest world so i picked that up and Landon opened it up and he's like oh cool so you can cycle it into your your games because they did a few new heroes when they were re-released um but i didn't know they were doing this like hero collection it was like fifteen dollars for the yeah you know the two miniatures and the cards
1: Yeah, those are also on the Hasbro Pulse site. Don't go on that site. Just don't go. It's (laughs) bad, There's bad, bad, (laughs) bad, bad stuff. Because I I don't know if I got the Rogue one, but I think I picked up one of those other, yeah, Hero Boxes too for Hero Quest. I forgot. It's somewhere over there. But yeah, Hasbro Pulse site is terrible. It's like, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a good way to spend money that you didn't even know you wanted to spend. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: um all right well let's let's open up the doors to the the library um i feel like i've been reading a ton and it's because i have but i'm gonna let one of you guys go go first um and i think looking at the list josh you get to go first because you have one line and try has two lines
2: (laughs) i uh i think all of us are watching last of us um so yeah that amazing super awesome can't say enough good things about it uh i am spoiler free so i'm not gonna dive too much into it but oh man so so good so good um mandalorian season three is out uh, i've been watching that um i actually missed this last episode so i gotta catch up but um but yeah i i, I don't know I, I enjoy i enjoy the mandalorians fun um I, I binged the show on Netflix called Physical 100. Um, it is a Korean show, so it's it's all it's actually dubbed over, which is a little weird, but it's okay. Um, all these folks are like super athletes in Korea, and they. Like basically, they're all competing to be the number one, right? They're all trying to be the the best physical specimen. Do the As other they,
0: competitors die? Is it Squid Game in real life?
2: I mean, they don't die, but oh, they, okay. yeah, they it's they, yeah, they all get knocked out eventually. So like the first the first challenge is like half of them get knocked out, um, and then yeah, it gets slimmer and slimmer and slimmer, and then it's like basically. 10 people you know four people competing against each other at the end and it's it's i don't know it's it's a really fun show i had a i had a good time watching it this after the first one or two i was like "Ah, i'm not sure i'm hooked and then yeah then like by like the third show i was like okay yeah i'm in this is fun so um and then reading um i got i burned through the the burning god um so the third book in the R.F. Kuang um, Poppy War series. Super good. Really enjoy that series. Um, I think everybody, you guys all read it? No, I have not.
1: I have not done. The, yeah, I have not done the Poppy War series. Okay. I did uh, I did Babel, but that's on my list at some
2: point here. Because, yeah,
1: everybody, you guys have all talked about it so much. So
2: Yeah, super good. Really enjoyed it. Um, and then, yeah, Ty. I think you you reignited uh, Red Rising in me, so I was like, okay, well, then I'm going to read that next. And I am I'm almost done. <laughs> um, I, I know it, two books doesn't sound like a lot of reading, uh, but for me, that's a lot of reading. Usually, I can like do a book a month or so because um, I don't read a ton. But uh, I burned through Red Rising. I think it's been a week and a half or so. So yeah, that that's that's pretty quick for me. So
0: yeah, I uh, I, I I'm liking it. I'm trying to like space it out. Yeah. I think I'm done with the first three of the six.
2: Nice, nice.
0: Um, so one question for you: mm-hmm. Red Rising. Did you find the first hour or two? Painfully slow.
2: Yeah, I was, I was totally on board with. Yeah, you would kind of mention that the the beginning was a little slow, and I was kind of feeling that too. Um, and I'm glad you had said to me that, hey, it gets better. Just stick with it, um, because yeah, all of a sudden you hit this point, and you're like, oh, oh, stuff's happening now. Like it's it's gonna, and then it's kind of snowballs into. The awesome part of the story. Yeah, and I'm glad they set it up. Like you know, the whole beginning makes sense that it is. You know, uh, that they they kind of tell that story to begin. But um, yeah, no, it it did start a little slow, uh, but it's it's really got my attention right now. So nice. Yeah,
0: Troy, do you wanna? You Want to dive into your list, or should I just hit mine?
1: Uh you can hit yours. Go for it. All right.
0: All right. So watching Last of Us watched, no longer watching. Have you guys both finished?
1: No. No, I'm I I okay. want to push through. Um okay. to do the last. Yeah, I don't know what I have. I have like three or so left. Yeah, to, to push through. So okay.
0: No comments. I watched. The Last of Us. <laughs> I'm watching uh, Vikings Valhalla Season 2. Uh, a few episodes in on that. I don't know why I like those Viking shows. Um, Valhalla is pretty cool. It covers Leif Erickson. It's it's fun. Um, and then reading. I'm reading a lot. I think I'm in the midst of the most books that I've had going at once maybe ever. And they're not all on the list, but I recently, I read Morningstar, The Red Rising, book three. Um, I read Essex Dogs, which is historical fiction by Dan Jones. He hosts like a castle show on Netflix and he's a historian. Uh, It's about a mercenary group of soldiers in the 1300s in the first battles of the the Hundred Years' War between England and France, when the English king invades to reclaim uh, the land that he sees as his. it kind of reminded me a little bit of like Northmen of Abercrombie's like fantasy world, but set amongst a like, re- like this happened, like historical record of these battles exists. And um, they get in some of the characters. It's, it, it's good. Uh, I, I don't know if I'd recommend it to everyone because it is, um, it's a historian telling a fictional story. Um, and he takes some liberties with the history and he talks a little bit about that, but it's, it's enjoyable. I I liked it. Um, I'm going to skip this next one because I want to talk a little bit more about it. Um, but I'm currently listening to the bone hunters, which is the Malazan book six. So I've been listening to that as I drive and paint, I'm like 24 hours into the 42 hours or so of that book. (laughs) Um, uh remembering how massive they are but really really liking it um i'm reading another sandman slim book kill city blues i think that's the 6th book in that series and then i started reading so lee bardugo she did shadow and bone which is the netflix series um she also released her second book in the series uh, the first one is called leth leth house um it's like modern day supernatural so the secret societies at yale like Skull and Bones and others, are actually magical societies. And there's a Ninth House. That's It's Ninth House, and it is Leth House is the name of them. But they monitor the other ones and make sure they're not breaking rules and hurting innocent people. So they're kind of like the watchdogs. But each secret society is like a magical house uh, that does different rituals and things. So um, I, I guess you'd call it like dark... Um academia or like I don't know what the genre is, but uh it's it's pretty interesting. And then others, and then I did read Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabriel Zevin. And to describe it as a genre is very hard, but it is a book about love and loss and friendship and the creative process, and it is like there were a couple times I had to just stop reading because of like the emotional like moments in the book, but it, it touched me like deeply. Like I had some very like emotional responses to like parts of the book. Um, and it's not even that I identified with the characters or like the video game, like that they're create, they're game designers writing like video games and coding and, um, but it it just captures like the human experience in in ways that i I don't remember having seen like in a book. highly recommend I'd probably give it a six out of five if I could on goodreads, uh, but it it was it was one of the best journeys I've had while reading a book in a very long time. so um troy, have you read i I feel like you may have seen it or thought about reading it or
1: I, oh yeah it's on my uh it's on my list because i've been yeah i saw it recommended it came up on a few of my i think it's a book bub one of one of the things that i kind of follow and so yeah i put it on my kind of my list of like when i need a kind of a palate cleanser kind of a different <laughs> different feel for yeah to, to dive into so yeah and g- glad to hear that there was joy uh, because some of those i'm always like are they popular because they're popular or are they popular because they're good right and so it's yeah
0: Yeah, and it's not a palate cleanser. Like you need a palate. Like this is a palate. Like um, you're gonna you're gonna clean your palate and you're gonna fill it up (laughs) reading tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. And it's one of the coolest book titles that references Shakespeare that you'll ever Mm -hmm. find, Mm -hmm. because that's part of the speech from Macbeth, and it's relevant to the story as well.
1: But oh man. All right. Let's figure out where that slots in between all the other four billion books that are on my to do list here. Yeah.
0: I mean it's slot slotted in. It's uh it's very good. But it's definitely like out of the wheelhouse for what I usually it's yep. not even close to fantasy or sci fi or like it's it is it's closer to like a love story than it yeah. is any anything else, but but also not.
1: So that's what I've been reading. All right, I will run through my list quickly here. I dove through quickly "Children of um, of Memory," which is the third book in the "Children of Time" series by Adrian Chefkowski. Um Again, each one of those books has been a little bit different, but they they kind of have the same some of the same characters that run through. Uh, again, very I would not want to say hard sci-fi, but um, you know, sci-fi and it just kind of the whole idea of like non, I will say non-human characters with <laughs> um, that. Cause there's some interesting, a lot of it's how evolution has kind of come up. So there are people who used to be human maybe in there or something else. So uh, again, that's kind of thing I always, for some reason I kind of gravitate to books that have kind of non-human protagonists around things, whether it's AI or, or uh, other species as might be the case here. So I want to do any spoilers if people have not read, children of time, which is one of my favorites. So uh, I, I think it was, it was really good. I mean, it was it super great. No, I maybe not, but uh, it was, it was really good. And I mean, different enough and exploring some um, some different things around that and uh, and some, again, and and in that same genre. So if you like children of time, you're going to like that one around that. Um, I am, as we mentioned working my way through last of us also working my way through Vox Machina season two on Amazon. I know it's been out for a little while. I just been that's been kind of my if I'm painting or something else I'll have that on and working my way through enjoying that again that's so, so much fun around that and then again I had to get through children of history because the end and the death book number 8 in the siege of terra um, volume 1 they 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 said there're eight there's really nine <laughs> cuz abnet couldn't get it all done in one volume and I don't know how cuz I don't know how many pages this thing is it's already a book stop for volume 1 um, but working through the end, um, you know, what's Horace doing? What's the emperor doing? Uh, we all know how it's going to end, but it's, it, it's pretty cool to see how all the pieces that they've been laying out for 10 plus years are all kind of, kind of laying in there and it, it's Abnett. So, you know, I'm super, uh, I'm not very, uh, objective when it comes to, to that. So, and that's like, I don't know what that, is. that book is 16 hours. I don't know, 16, 18 hours. I'm always listening to it. Cause I'm, enjoy the performance. Um, I think it's, um, I'm gonna say Jonathan Keeler, whatever is name, I can't remember what, uh, who's the, the guy who's narrating is pretty good. And then finally I brought, uh, again, for YouTube people, I just got this. Another procurement is the legend of Drizzt visual dictionary and just i got this was it yesterday the day before really really love it um you know all high quality art and and part of it is just the nostalgia so i don't know where you guys are on your bob salvador drizzet i mean character for whatever back 25 years ago like that was one of the one of the best books to get into dnd crystal the crystal shard the was,
0: crystal shard yeah
1: is, is pretty good i i've tried again and so this book is great because it's got all like, it describes the characters. It has all the really cool art of the monsters. You can kind of relive it um, and experience it because I, I don't, I can't go back to those books. Like I, I did not like once the, was it the sundering and that like that mm-hmm. whole second half of the thing, I don't know, just kind of lo- like lost a little bit for me around some of that, but it's interesting to see how the story kind of continued in some of that um, in that. So, and I've tried to even tried to go back and even crystal shard, I feel like maybe doesn't quite hold up to what you remember. Uh, so I've just kind of left them as like, they're great to remember. I love this, you know, in, in my mind and the story is that, and this book is a great way to revisit that without kind of rereading the novels. Cause like I said, yeah. I don't know that I could re-read, reread the novels anymore around some of that. Um, Cause the characters, and that's what I think the characters are what everybody identified with and the, and the cool monsters and, and things like that. And the plot and some of that. So, um, so that book, I, I, really enjoying that book for that aspect of it, just because there's a lot of nostalgia there and uh, a lot of things there. So I would recommend if you're a Drizzt fan, I had, I had it basically, I saw it when it, um, when it was whatever announced how many months ago. And I literally did the pre-order on Amazon. So it came the day it, <laughs> the day it came out, it showed up at my door um, and I forgot about it. I'm like, what's coming? Like you know, I like, why is this, what's this shipment for Amazon and uh, was pleasantly surprised So enjoying that. So, so that's about it for me, I think. So I'm sure I'm reading something else, but no, nah, not that exciting.
0: Yeah. I feel like I left three or four books <laughs> as I look around at bookmarks and different things. It's, I need to, I need to stop doing that and just read one thing at a time.
2: You guys are crazy. I can't do multiple at the same time.
0: It's how I read more, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Cause I can mix it up and I have books for different, tastes and like moments um i'm watching way less tv than ever before like the last three months i don't think beyond last of us i'm not watching more than maybe another hour of television during the week Um, yeah which is i i don't know i i like that i like that i'm not losing hours to various shows um but yeah Well, I think that gets us out of the library and we're going to do like, we're going to do like the car wash style approach to the weekender (laughs) where we just kind of briefly touch on it and then kind of the, the Adepticon preview Uh, likely our next episode will be on the heels of Adepticon. We'll talk about what we did, what we played. So we don't want to talk too much about it now, but we'll try to kind of cover the event coverage and the event preview all in one go here. So hold on to your seats, buckle up, get yourself a fresh drink. And we'll uh, we'll dive in. So the BOD, playing and slaying board game weekender, is now something that we've done three times, I believe, uh, looking back at my Airbnb history. The first one was at the villa <laughs> in kind of the Driftless Plains region, uh, western part of the state. The last two have been in Oshkosh. Uh, um, so we rented a house right on Lake Winnebago across the street from the lake, um, which is pretty cool. I had a guy ask me if the campground was still open when I was unpacking my car. I thought maybe he'd come back to try to murder us later. Um, <laughs> but it was, you know, kind of remote. I mean, there's nothing really close to it. Yeah. Uh, GPS didn't even really realize where where it was. It sounds right. like the backfield. And you had to go turn the corner and drive up the street a little bit. Um, But it was, you know, it was a lake house, right? Uh, Four bedrooms. We spent 98% of our time that wasn't sleeping in the dining room slash kitchen at the big table playing games. Um, House is pretty cool, though. Like, you know, I mean, it's what we needed. Nice big kitchen, comfortable beds, a few bathrooms, and a big table. And a big table. It's all we needed. Mm Mm-hmm. Um so if you have a vacation property somewhere in Wisconsin that you want us to check out, you know, let it let us know. We'll plan the next weekend or uh I tossed out some dates for September. I didn't get a response from the guys, but hopefully we'll be doing another one here later later this year. Um what we played so we started off with uh a roll and write dungeons dice and danger that Troy and I had played mm-hmm. previously, but showed it to to Josh and Bryce. That was kind of the icebreaker, I think. Like we uh, we sat down and explored a dungeon by rolling dice. <laughs> <laughs> um, I th- I think with four players it was more deadly. Like it, mm-hmm. you're you're trying to you're obviously generating more numbers, so you're trying to uh, fill in. And it we also missed we forgot yeah, a rule. Yeah, that we did forget a couple of
1: rules that didn't help. Yeah, that kind of ended <laughs> made it a little more difficult to finish the game, but. Yeah.
0: Um, and then from there, we kind of, I'm pretty sure, dove in the Frosthaven.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that sounds right.
0: Like, and played a ton of that <laughs>
2: the, the whole rest of the weekend. No, no, <laughs> we
0: we set it up though, we played a scenario, had some fun. Uh, then we're like, let's leave it set up. And then I think we played the next day before we played Crisis Protocol. I feel like we did like yeah. two or three scenarios in a row. And then we set up our big kind of large-scale city, multiple city blocks and did kind of a custom narrative scenario where we were competing for one objective. And then it was knocking out or killing models close to the objective scored your Points. So we did have like actual victory conditions, but ended up just being a big brawl in the middle of the table. Other than Carnage and Venom, yeah. who called yep. each other out and fought on a rooftop, <laughs> nowhere near the objective. Um, but that was that was a lot of fun to set up all the terrain. I'm, I'm sure we'll be able to f- throw some pictures uh, out there potentially when we put the episode up. Um, any Crisis Protocol highlights uh, from that you guys re- remember?
1: I would just say the terrain was, un- it, it's so much fun to play on a fully painted. Ter- like that's why we play miniature games, right? Like, and, and what you guys have done, cause I didn't do anything with the terrain on that, but the, what you guys have done to build those trains, I guess I supplied a couple of the tiles. Maybe that's my, my, my yeah, uh, <laughs> contribution, <laughs> but, but it's so much fun to, again, you don't care, win, lose, whatever. It's just about creating some story and, uh, and uh, looking at the mailbox that's, That Josh painted, or the ice machine, or whatever else. Um, Just yeah. So I I just love that it was just so over the top in terms of such a cool, uh, cool terrain and and miniature board to play on. My
2: my favorite like shot, like my favorite picture was um, the spider villains like looking at Punisher, and like the Punisher was like in the middle of the street, and then you could see Ty's awesome garage um in in the background uh or the the auto body shop or whatever whatever it's going to be um y- y- like you just see like that like that it just looked so cool yeah it, having all those those visuals and and yeah playing on the terrain and yeah just so fun i yeah i had a blast
0: And then that kill stealing bitch, Black Widow, (laughs) around finishing off everybody that was left with one or two damage left. She would swing in. Couldn't figure out a way to kill, and then she'd just come running over and like pop somebody for one damage and get credit for the kill. (laughs) So good. Not cool, Bryce. Not cool.
2: (laughs) I forgot about that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um then we played Side, Dead or Alive. Uh, yep. I feel like we died. I don't know if that's really true. No, we won, right? We, won. No, we, we, we played we twice
2: both. Things.
1: Twice, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: The first one, we we got wiped out. And then the second yeah. one, we finally yeah, we
1: had a. It. Then we had a plan. We're like, oh, yep. we have a plan. Yeah.
0: And then I'm fairly certain we decided to go back to Frosthaven and, and played that a couple more times. I, yeah. I feel like that's what happened. It became a a time warp of Frosthaven.
2: Yep.
1: Yeah. Well, so we right. fin- yeah. We finished each night with, well, and then yeah, Friday into Saturday morning and then Saturday, as long as we could go was stay awake. Yeah.
0: Yep. We built a boat, but we'll talk more about Frosthaven and Bodie McBoatface <laughs> when, when Bryce is back. Um, so games, games played. I mean, what was your guys' favorite like game? What, what, did you enjoy playing the the most? Not a lot of variety, but
2: I, I- liked. I don't know. It's between Frosthaven and Marvel. Like yeah. those those were top for me. But they're both. I mean, it's like one A and one B. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't really tell you which one's which.
1: Yeah, I mean, I. I, I mean, they're so, di- I mean, in some ways they're different, right? I, I mean, like I said, I think uh, the Marvel was such a spectacle. That was really cool. But I think oh, the fact that we got to play kind of the longer term of, because that's where I think Frost Saving, I don't want to go too deep, right? That's where Frost Saving, I feel, is like shines is that we, you know, you're spending almost as, not as much, but pretty close. Like a lot of time in the off adventure things in the town where they call it the town phase or whatever else like the outpost phase yeah yeah, building things up opening things up or telling more of the story like like the almost the rpg side of of like and the fact that we got to do that kind of through the weekend was kind of probably the highlight of that because it um there's something to be said yeah again not that i but like the the combat scenario of, of Frosthaven it's something but it's like, yeah, it's it's good, but it's probably not it's yeah, that it's, plus I, everything else. It's makes just a it part a of good the game, game, which is so right. cool. Yep. Like the,
0: yeah. the actual gameplay of the scenario is just a part of the experience
1: of, of the game.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's real good. It's real. And good. I
1: I still and I want I mean, I didn't buy Dead or Alive, but I, I don't I wanna don't wanna short sell that either. I think that's a that's a good yeah. they continue to like tweak that, that rule set and um, and it was fun because i i mean it was fun to play it and and it was cool to see what they did and again the fact that it was like we got out by the kind of the skin of our teeth like that's yeah. like, kind of yeah. is always like good and we were, we played with four we played with four four yeah. yeah yeah four so we made we played on hard mode too so yeah
2: yeah plus all the painted minis like, yeah and all the you really got, made yeah. it that yep. made that made it so much more fun.
1: i don't because i don't know if i could i can't play a zombie i'm so such an elitist right like i don't know that i could play like i don't know what i could play a zombie. if somebody came and dumped their plain plastic zombicide on the table get that I, out
2: of here i right get i would like I'd, like I'd be
1: like i'm like well and like what else can we play right like like yeah. It just yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah you yeah. call up ty and you go hey ty can you bring over your yeah zombies? bring over
1: your right or we're like oh guess what? or we're gonna play a black plague or we're gonna play whatever version i have painted because we're not playing that so
0: right like, right um, just a few, a few other things too, about, so like we, uh, we opted to do the pizza Friday night, which was mm. Troy brought some Papa Murphy's. So that helped just have something to throw in do quick. Bryce did his world famous breakfast burritos, uh, and then a breakfast quesadilla mm. yeah. attempt was made. Those are um, great. we yeah. ate enough at breakfast. We didn't really do lunch. And then, uh, Bryce made uh, pasta, like um, a nice, a nice like spaghetti dinner, and then Josh had leftover potatoes because he doesn't like noodles, which I'd forgotten delicious. about Josh, but I remembered about <laughs> Josh.
2: It was delicious, though. Like it was, it was perfect. I loved it. Yeah.
0: Uh, then uh, I brought the the mead that Stu uh, gave me when I was down at NashCon, so we had some mead on Saturday night. Thanks, Stu. That hit the spot. It was delicious. So good. Um, We didn't remember to bring beer. Nobody brought beer. So I think Saturday morning, you two ran out and got beer along with salt. I think pepper and salt and beer was the grocery list. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Because the Airbnb didn't have any salt and pepper, which was so weird.
2: Oh, and coffee. I think we need a
1: coffee. Oh, and coffee. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we went went to the – that place was hopping because, yeah, Saturday was the big day of, like, everybody was out on the lake. spearfishing fishing and sturgeon. spearfishing fishing sturgeon. So, like, we walked in and, like, yeah, it's just a little whatever it was, quick trip or whatever. Yeah, like, the 8, little,
2: 9 in the morning. Like,
1: and it was, like, it was hopping and all the locals, yeah, talking about whatever. It was pretty funny. <laughs> and then oh,
0: – Sunday, we kind of packed up, headed out, but we, we went in the downtown Oshkosh to a uh, new moon cafe, a little coffee slash breakfast. They did some breakfast burritos and pastries. Um, and then from there, it was right across the street from adventure games, which was really cool. So once 11 o'clock rolled around and adventure games opened, we walked over there and kind of perused. Uh, I, I'm going to be upset with myself. I think it was Chris one of the owners that, that we chatted with a little bit. Um, and I bought some paints, and you guys bought some Crest Protocol stuff, and it was just a cool hangout before we all got in the cars and, and called it a wrap. But also Sunday, Josh 3D printed a bunch of award trophies, and he had us vote by secret ballot. And uh, we did an award ceremony with uh, Olympic like theme music and the handing of – which of – they're on my trophy shelf along with like my, my like Holy Wars and my Bruce City, nice. my dagger from Nashcon there. They're up there. They have a spot of honor. Uh, yes. With my other hardware. That's
2: awesome. Yeah, I do. I do
1: not have mine. I don't have mine down here with my, I have them up in my other, my work office kind of in my, on my bookshelf up there at the moment. They They're not here, but yes, thank you. Those are pretty cool.
0: So, other than any final thoughts, what do we do next time? Do we do anything different or do we keep it just as is and keep doing the weekender with like the pattern that works? Do we extend it a day? Do we like, I mean, what, what's next? Where do we go from here with your, our own board game, uh, event?
2: I feel like we're checking a lot of boxes. Like we we, we have it pretty, pretty dialed in. Um, i i don't know maybe another day um i, I don't know like that
0: that thursday yeah. night and then all day friday and saturday gaming would be pretty cool if we're if we're really gonna go big that's you become a four-day convention i mean that's yeah that's what you do that sets the framework for us to become BodCon. Uh, yep yep yeah.
2: that could be good that could be good I could be talked into that pretty easily.
0: Could be Frosthaven Friday.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Whoa.
1: (laughs) Yep. You have like just like 16 hours of Frosthaven. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I mean, I think we didn't. Go ahead, Josh.
2: I was just going to say, instead of going, hey, should we bump this game uh, for Frosthaven? It would be like, should we bump this day for Frosthaven? (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. You get some of your light gaming out of the way Thursday right. night and Friday morning, bam. It's Frosthaven go time. <laughs> coffee, coffee and frosthaven, because we'll still be playing Frosthaven by the time the next one rolls around. Yep.
2: Yep. yep. 180
0: <laughs> scenarios or whatever craziness it is. <laughs> All right. Well, something to think about. Any any other okay. final thoughts on the Weekender? I mean, it's our little thing. Obviously, you know, listeners, it's just the four of us get together and spend roughly 48 hours playing games and hanging out together.
1: A little escape from the, the real world.
2: Gather your friends and you do it too. Like, yeah, that, that'd yeah. be my recommendation.
1: Yeah. And and it's not, I mean, I don't know if it's not, again, some not unique to us. I mean, I think we yeah. sold it from other people. I mean, I know we knew. Carl Tuttle and some of the guys out there have their, what do they call game in or something they called their weekend or something like that. So, um, yeah. And it's just, I think maybe until we did it, we didn't realize how much fun it is. Like, (laughs) like to, uh, yeah. Well, it's, it's
0: the best part of like going to a gaming convention where you're just hanging out with your friends, playing games when things slow down like that mm-hmm. at, at the end of the day, that's, that's why I love going to conventions. It's, it's not walking around a vendor hall or playing in ticketed events. It's the social seeing my friends playing games. And mm-hmm. when that's the focus of the weekend, like, I mean, results kind of speak for themselves. Yep. All right. Let's talk Adepticon speaking of conventions and why we go. Playing games with our friends. Although, Troy, in your case, you're going now because you're a premier GM of letting people play your game.
1: I I don't let people play my game. Like, people come and they sell it out in like six minutes or something ridiculous like that. And we're running more than we ever have. But
0: Yeah, and then people request side bookings. Yep. Which jeopardize the chance for your friends to... <laughs> to get you to run a game for for them and you know basement of death members
1: wait there's there's still a friends and family slot so
0: all right i'm watching for you carl tuttle you can't steal <laughs> troy away just because you're a celebrity with a a name name recognition yeah. Uh, so Troy, you're running, let's talk about it though, just as, as a preview, you're, yep. you're running Wednesday night, we, we, Terrace, the Geek Nation, welcome dinner, uh, yep. three three tables, kind of condensed version. What's the time slot, like hour and a half?
1: Yeah, we're like a little over an hour. I think we're running like ideally three slots, like a little over an hour each. We're going to have us, we'll probably loop you in to Ty if you're around to kind of help help people and help navigate through some of that, but it should be fun. I mean, the whole idea is like, they just like to, you know, that group, yeah. they get dinner and get to play some games. And we think we, we think we've done something kind of fun. Um, that, that feels a little bit like the, the, it, it kind of wets your appetite, hopefully for the big game around some of that. And, uh, and people will enjoy it. And uh, it was a fun, uh, it was a fun uh, problem to solve. Like, again, constraints are always kind of cool for creativity, right? Like when yeah. John and I had to figure out, right, Here's, here's what we want to do. Here's the time slots. Here's the equipment. Here's what, you know, we, we tried to kind of not have to build a whole bunch of new stuff. We wanted to kind of use what We had, so it was a fun, uh, a fun challenge. And uh, we think we, we've got it figured out, but we'll see. Uh, We will talk to you guys (laughs) on the other side and let you know how that went. But uh, that, yeah, looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. Again, we got to thank Terrace for, for inviting us over to do that. And uh, it'll be fun to, again, get to hang out with him a little bit too. And in that group. So. And then we turn it around, and Thursday we will set up the big game that's right behind me right now. And kind of like basically, I I, it, it, I set it up here, and then we pack it all up to make sure that we pack it all up, um, make sure that everything that's on behind me on the table makes it down to to Schaumburg, um, and then we will start kind of we're going to run Thursday, Friday, and Saturday this year. Um, so we're going to run a Thursday night slot, and then two slots on Thursday or on Friday and Saturday. And there might be a couple other friends and family or uh, guest slots that we run in between some of that too. But, uh, you but that'll can, be uh, it.
0: You can book Space Hulk games at spacehulk.opentable.com. <laughs> uh, each seat costs you $30. That's uh, Ty Tepfer, yeah. PayPal at <laughs> Ty Tepfer. Um, or my Cash App. I'll put the link in the show notes. And we'll get you set to play with Troy. After hours at a <laughs> check it out. Are you
1: doing any uh anything else? Like, I did not. Did I did not. Or? No, I did not. I didn't. I, I I use sometimes I'll look for a hobby class, but I didn't even. I, I didn't think there was any on Sunday. There was anything that really jumped out at me okay. um, around that, and then I just figured I there's always plenty to do. So I didn't uh, feel that. I think um, I don't know. Ben might be. There are a few. um I'm trying to think the snap ship guys um which are we saw at gen con and i still haven't played I, they're over here i'm pointing over here in my <laughs> cabinet that i haven't even opened if you ever seen the snap i think i talked about in the snap ships it's kind of like giant scale x-wing kind of things basically you you build the ships out of components um and then and they all in each of the parts like have rules and like cards and stuff and then um, and then it kind of uses like X there's like templates for like X-wing type music uh movement uh and battles, but uh it, it was a lot. And then there's a power management system for the ship and like that. So kind of a cool little, you know, fairly light, but a little fun um starship combat game that Ben and I got into at, at Gen Con. And so they're going to be at Adepticon and I think they're running some demos. So we, I might do a walk up on there. I think Ben might've grabbed a ticket for, for something like that too. Um And I, think that and i think ben's doing um a marvel crisis protocol like scenario thing maybe on sunday i can't remember that or not um but i'm not gonna do anything i may just kind of walk up for him hang out and look at that kind of stuff
0: all right josh how about you did you uh did you end up signing up for anything i'm i'm just excited you're coming but what's your what's your acon plan
2: yeah so i i was sort of being a loser uh, because I didn't get a a hotel slot at the convention center. So I was kind of bummed about Adepticon and I was like, eh, grumbly. And uh, I found out that my kids Easter break is starts that weekend. And so then I was sort of talking with the wife, like, Hey, what if we go down? Um, We'll go down Friday night and, You guys can stay near the, uh, the, what is it, the Oakbrook Mall? Is it Mm Oakbrook? Yeah, whatever it is. The mall that's right there. Uh, So, yeah, I booked a hotel right near the mall. They can go to Legoland. They can do the mall. They can do whatever, you know, all this stuff around there. Um, And I can do Adepticon and have fun. So, I didn't really book anything because, like, it was, I just did this a couple weeks ago. So, um i'm probably just gonna hang out by the the space hulk and try to help out if i can and you know drift over by you know ty if you're playing um in the tournament or whatever that's thursday isn't it
0: no team tournament is saturday sunday oh oh,
2: yeah yeah, so i'll probably swing over by you guys see what you're up to yeah
0: if you want to ring for a round we will you can put on my t-shirt and be me because i don't know that i want to play five five three-hour games
2: (laughs) 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 awesome (laughs) But yeah, no. I'm just coming to hang out and you know experience cool. uh, experience the ride.
0: Do the the plane and slaying steakhouse dinner one night
2: for sure. Yeah, I'm in.
0: All right. Well, I'm uh I'm doing a couple events. So I'm doing a airbrushing terrain with uh, Caleb Leesonback at CK Studios on Friday for like it's like a four hour class. I'm pretty excited. I'm I'm also fairly nervous because I'm such an amateur with an airbrush. I, I'm a little worried. I'll be like unsure of what to do. Uh, so we'll find out if, if it's beginner friendly. It is. Um, it is. It's, what Do what,
1: you know what class it is? Which one?
0: It's the airbrushing terrain.
1: Oh, I don't you know. Okay. So I've never done that. Yeah. I don't think I've ever done that one, but I think you'll be good. Yeah. Cat and Caleb are so good. I mean, I think I've done two of them and it just, it, you kind of come out you just have some if you, you do like you, you do get that confidence then like all right i'm not a total idiot like <laughs> somebody who's done this professionally has kind of showed me the ropes and then you feel yeah. a little better again i i'm not wouldn't say i'm ever super skilled but it, it, at least it feels like i'm not yeah I'm, I'm not doing things completely wrong maybe with the airbrush anymore but although i still catch myself doing that once in a while but. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm hopeful. I get some some tricks just so I can get some of the 3D printed stuff that I've got for both Age of Sigmar, I've got a ton of like buildings and then the apartments and a few other stuff for Crisis Protocol just to build out the collections. I think the airbrushes after hand painting brick by brick on the garages, yeah. uh, I I really got to figure out a a quicker method for painting <laughs> terrain. So hopefully that'll help.
2: They did look good though. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> um. Then uh, so I was chatting with Raph the other day. Uh, Raph Cordero, he'll be at up Con hanging out, kind of for the preview Wednesday night, then Thursday and Friday, but not there Saturday, Sunday. Sure. So Thursday, Raf and I are going to play some Crisis Protocol, just like a pickup game. We'll try to find a table to 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 play on and hang out. And then uh, I got I got um, coned into playing in the team tournament. I was going to do the Dawnbringer, the thousand point like easy three game kind of. Yeah you know, beginner age of signal tournament. Uh but then Dr. Gabe and Brian Nero and Matt Danner uh strong armed me um against <laughs> my will, signed me up for the team tournament. It was like a coordinated text message campaign against me. I felt I felt like an election was coming up with the text that I was getting. Like, um so, a uh, little pivot from the Dawnbringer to do the team tournament. We are uh, we are definitely so. There's been a lot of talk of Crom uh, and mm. you know Conan and our team themed around the riddle, the riddle of steel. Troy, are you familiar with that? I no. Uh, so Brian sent this, and I don't know if it's from Robert E. Howard or yeah. what, but evidently the riddle of steel. Fire and wind come from the sky, from the gods of the sky, but Krom is your god. Krom, and he lives in the earth. Once giants lived in the earth, Conan, and in the darkness of chaos, they fooled Krom and they took from him the enigma of steel. So we're giants in chaos. We're, uh, Danner's doing corn with a bloodthirster. Brian's doing giants. Gabe and I are doing Varengard and chaos, other chaos stuff. So I think Brian had t shirts made for us with, uh, conan the barbarian on them and crom um so we're we're going for it um (laughs) brian said chaos and giants it's all there in the opening moments so i'm assuming that is from like the beginning of conan where he's being told this this legend uh the riddle of steel but should be a good time get to play with a couple of doctors one I told Gabe whenever he's my team partner, I'm going to tell our opponent that if they have any medical questions, they should ask because he's a doctor and they should treat it like office hours. And then when Brian is my teammate, I'm going to tell them he's a doctor, but not that kind of doctor. So if you have any comparative literature uh, to discuss or, you know, questions for your thesis or anything else, he's the one to talk to. And then when I play with Danner, we're just going to probably get drunk and, Roll dice. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it'll be interesting. We're uh, we're hoping we end our games early every time. That's the the real plan here is try not to play more than two or three turns. Yeah, okay. awesome. I feel like you'll succeed. I th- I think so. It's I tell you, it's that Sunday I'm worried about. Like. <laughs> After our usual shenanigans on Saturday night yeah, right. and then having to the play two three-hour team games of yep. Age of Sigmar Sunday morning. Whew, we'll see.
1: That's right. That's why Josh, you just got to call. Him. Josh has got to be on standby. Like, hey, I need to ta- tap in.
2: So,
0: Yeah, I need a round four uh, ringer.
2: Yeah, I don't know about Sunday. I don't think I can do Sunday.
0: Here are my <laughs> rules, Josh. Roll dice. Yeah. Bring Zach along; he can be your dice runner. There like... you go. <laughs> so, Adepticon uh, should be fun. You know, we, we always have a great time. Some good events. Yeah. Um, catch up with some old friends. Yeah, make cool. some new friends. The usual. Come find us. We'll be wearing. Uh, yeah. We'll be wearing playing and slaying and bod uh, shirts red or blue blue hoodies are a big thing um so should be a good time at the renaissance in schaumburg illinois next weekend the well week what wednesday it starts now or tuesday i, I think wednesday I, I don't
1: think there's any tuesday night activities uh well no people start showing up tuesday i will yeah. i will be there tuesday a lot of stuff th- yeah and then uh... And there's no, I think there's a few unofficial events or semi official events that start on Wednesday now, but be yeah, good. Good and then, times. uh, speaking, and I don't know for as we roll into our end, speaking of t shirts, um, like the one Ty is sporting there, we also have the the BOD playing and slaying other one too. I have found ways to try and make those available to our people who are not as local, um, so I will try and get a link out um so that people can kind of order order those if they want one and get it shipped to your home uh all there so hopefully they should don't run too bad hopefully they're under 30 bucks 25 30 bucks at the most i think of what it'll be but hopefully yeah if you want if you want one i know people at our local see me i have a bunch um that i will can give to you too so and i will probably hand some out at, at adepticon but uh, but for people that aren't local or listeners or whatever, I will try and make the links available and get it out uh, to people. So
2: amazing.
0: Rep, your favorite podcast. Yep. And now, what I've been waiting all episode to reveal is the charity army. Before we wrap, so we uh, you know we reviewed listener ideas we took feedback from you know the experts we looked at uh, studied the draft boards kind of did a tournament style elimination of all the different armies that we could possibly do and we determined that the 2023 plan and slam charity army hobby challenge project is going to be dinosaurs seraphon so um In the next episode or two we'll go over kind of the the initial kind of here's here's what we're going to be painting um we'll start getting some hobby shorts with bryce as we move into the year um each month trying to advance through a stage of the two units that each of us are gonna um are gonna paint but it will be uh dinosaurs which is cool because there's a mix of new models there's some old models um uh and and then I'd also like to do like a list building episode where maybe we get, you know, Brendan and Dan on to like talk Seraphon with the cubic shenanigans guys or, or something. Um, But we'll be, uh, we'll be making our way through that and then find an appropriate event or time later in the year uh, to, to do the um, you know, the, the donations towards uh, a charity of choice and, and enter to win the army. So very excited about that. Um, it was actually fun, kind of planning and talking about it. And I, I've got, I've got my painting mojo like back, like hundred percent. I'm, I'm really enjoying. It. I'm after we are done here tonight, even though it's late. I'm off work tomorrow, so I'm gonna go finish up a Vanguard and then uh, paint more tomorrow. Any, any other thoughts before we go to um, the end of the show?
2: I think we nailed it.
0: Did we nail yeah. it? Sloppy yep. choppy.
1: Sloppy choppy.
0: Trademark that too. Gotta finish him. All right. Adepticon's coming up. No other events.
1: That's it. We'll talk more about other events at another <laughs> point in time. That's the only one right in front of us right now. That's all we can see. Um,
0: on YouTube, like and subscribe. Please comment, share. Yeah. Do everything you can. We're we're um, you know we just enjoy making the show. Uh, we do it for people that like listening. Um, we've made some really good friends, uh, met some really cool people, and want to keep doing that. So otherwise, uh, you know, if you find us on iTunes or Spotify or wherever, review and and download. Um, hit us up at playing and Slaying and Show on Twitter. Our emails are all um, you know, name Ty Josh Troy uh, Intern. For Bryce at base, we got to get Bryce a real uh, <laughs> at basementofdeath.com email just so people can bother him. Um, or check out basementofdeath.com. I'm sure Troy will have some cool supplemental Space Hulk stuff up. Um, even, I, there's old stuff, but I don't know if, if the plan is any new stuff post Adepticon. Um, yep. All the rules definitely. will
1: end up there at some point. So, uh,
0: But thanks for listening. Episode 68 was a fun one. Um, looking. I'm really looking forward for episode seventy. You know, our next episode. Wait. <laughs> no, uh, I wanted to see the look on Josh's face. <laughs> keep the dice rolling. The drinks on ice, and no matter what, keep playing and slaying.
1: Check out the Goonhammer Media Network. More info at media.goonhammer.com.
0: Live. 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 From the BOD Studio. In a time before digital recording, there was a show. Where three guys and their friends sat around a microphone and talked about games, booze, and the art of <laughs> motorcycle maintenance. Ooh, nice. there's a good, throwback. Good, uh-huh. it is. Play it and it.